0: Our text today is in Mark chapter 5 as we continue studies on the life of Jesus. Following his wonderful life, the things that he did. Mark's Gospel, chapter number 5, for our text today. If I think back, it was my mother who made me a Christmas fanatic. <laughs> uh, who made Christmas for us such a special season when we were growing up, and she did it without any money. (laughs) Music was a big part of that. Decorations also added to the feeling. And gifts were something that for several years we simply could not afford. But in the mail, before Christmas, would come three boxes... One box from Grandma Ulavina, one box from Uncle Ad and Aunt Frida, and one box from Auntie. So each of us would eventually have three gifts under the tree. But one of the great feelings that makes Christmas so special is the element of surprise. And Mom knew how to get the most out of things like that. And when the boxes of presents arrived in the mail, she'd wait until everybody was gathered around the table, and she'd open up the box. And we would get the first look at our present. But then, back in the box, up in Mom's closet. And pretty soon, three boxes of presents were up in Mom's closet. And then she would say, Would you like to go look at the presents? <laughs> We'd run up the stairs, take them out of the closet and rattle and shake and pinch them, try to guess which was in each one. And we would ask mom and she'd say, I don't know. You'll have to guess. Well, one year, one of my presents was wrapped with thin paper. It was a great
1: advantage.
0: And I could make out letters on the box inside. Now, I couldn't quite read yet. (laughs) That's how young I was. So I memorized the letters, and I went to Mom, and I said to her very casually, "Uh, what do the letters C-A-N-T-E-E-N spell? And she casually answered, I don't know. She knew how important it was to keep the secret, and how much more exciting it would be when the secret was revealed. Eventually, the years would come when there was enough money so that Mom could buy us a present, and then I would drill her with my guesses. And I'd ask, is it a bow and arrow, or is it a gun, or is it a game? And I watched her face, thinking if I guessed it right, she'd show it in her face. But there was never so much as a hint in her face or in her voice. She knew how to keep secrets, and she did it well. In our text today, there is a secret. And as you know, secrets are hard to keep one of the fascinating things about the stories of Jesus is that the authors sometimes just told what happened one day after another after another. Events in chronological order show that you were following Jesus minute by minute as you read the text. He's preaching on the sea, shore of the Sea of Galilee, comes up in the text. And then he gets in the boat In the evening time. And he shoves off. And there's a storm that night. And he calms the wind and the waves. In the morning he lands on the shore. On the other side of the lake. And frees the demon possessed man in the graveyard. Then that night he gets back into the boat. Crosses over the lake. And all in one day's time. And he lands on the shore. And right away. Another adventure. He just gets there. And there's another something exciting. So you can see it would be very exciting to follow Jesus around. Just watch what happens from minute to minute. Uh, what will he do? What will he say? And so it was that crowds of people began to flock to him. Wanting to experience the excitement And the fascinating work of Jesus. So he's barely out of the boat. And a crowd gathers. So let's see what happens next. Mark chapter 5. I'm reading at verse number 21. When Jesus was passed over again by ship to the other side. Much people gathered unto him. And he was nigh unto the sea. Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet, besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. So as soon as a little boat lands on the shore, there is already a crowd gathered there for his arrival. This crowd is different from most crowds that you've ever seen. It says they throng him. Or in other words, they actually press against him. They get so close that they actually are touching him. He's preaching, and they're getting closer and closer, and pretty soon they're leaning up against him and touching him. And as he's preaching, the crowd comes, and it says it pushes him right to the water sometimes. They get closer and closer as he's talking by the shore, push him right to the water, and uh, he would have to go out in a boat and use it for a pulpit because they push him right to the water. And so it's got so that wherever he is now, the crowd is pressed right against him. That's a very intense experience to be pressed against a crowd of people all the time. And I wouldn't be comfortable in that. (laughs) We had the biggest service we ever had here before the addition was on, and we had people actually sitting on the stage all around us, me right here. And that was like, whoa, they're right here. There they are. They did that with Jesus all the time. It's a very intense experience to be pressed against by people all the time. But now through the crowd comes a well-known man, a man well respected in the town. And he is one of the rulers, it says, of the synagogue. And he's he's like a pastor in their church. And unlike so many of people like that, he is a supporter of Jesus. And when he pushes through the crowd to get to Jesus, he finally gets through, falls on his knees, and begs Jesus, please, please come to my house. My daughter is sick, very sick, and she might die, so please, please come to my house. Jesus agrees to go with it. But the whole crowd goes. Everybody goes. And it says pressing on Jesus. And so as they walk down the road to the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler, uh, they're all walking down the road. And they're running into him. People on the right of him, people on the left of him, people behind him, people in front of him. He's absolutely surrounded with a crowd. And suddenly he stops. right in the middle of the road. And he asks one of his great questions, like he always does. Verse number 30. Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press, or he turned around, looked behind him, and said, who touched my clothes? So Jesus stops in the middle of the crowd. They're pressed right against him. And he asks the question, who touched my clothes? And his disciples, who are also in the crowd, make a very logical response in verse 31. And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, who touched me? (laughs) How can you ask, who touched me? Everybody's touching you. You're constantly in contact with people how can we possibly answer the question who touched me when everybody's touching you and that bewildering question would be answered the same by everybody in that crowd we're all touching you if we can get close enough We're touching you, your question makes no sense when you ask, who touched me? Everybody in the crowd, except for one. Somebody has got a secret. And it's a cleverly concealed secret. Not a soul... And that crowd, that huge crowd, can answer Jesus' bewildering question. But there is someone there with a secret. So let's see who's got the secret. Verse number 24. Jesus went with him. Much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered Many things of many physicians had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Now in the crowd, there's a lady who's sick. And she's been sick for 12 long years. She has internal bleeding. And for 12 years, she's been trying desperately to find help now the doctors in those days were a bunch of quacks some were superstitious they had wild ideas about you jump over a ditch and you say some special words and all sort of crazy things other doctors in that time were hucksters selling potions and remedies but there were no real doctors So she went from one quack to the next, hoping for some kind of a cure, never giving up until she finally ran out of money. Now, there's more of a problem here than first meets the eye. Her bleeding makes her, what they called in that day, ceremonially unclean. That is, in the Old Testament, blood is always to be avoided in Jewish culture. And so, she would be unclean by definition. And when the bleeding stops, she could offer a sacrifice at the temple and be clean. But the bleeding hasn't stopped for 12 years. And so, in order for her to live her life, she keeps her condition secret. Because she was considered unclean, people would keep their distance. And you've had a little taste of this during COVID, haven't you? Don't come near me. Keep your distance. And this lady had 12 years of don't come near me. Well, the word had spread like wildfire that Jesus was healing all kinds of diseases. And when this woman heard about Jesus, she thought it over. After all, Jesus Was certainly a religious man. And religious people. Had written off people. In her condition as being unclean. And so her experience with religious people. Was all rejection. But maybe. Maybe. If she could approach Jesus in secret. Without him knowing. He would heal her and if she did it secretly he wouldn't be embarrassed by me she thinks and maybe I wouldn't be embarrassed by him now she was right the scribes and the Pharisees had their rules and they had no problem rejecting people who didn't keep the rules Jesus often reproved the Pharisees because they considered the rules more important than people. And Jesus said, remember, God's number one priority is mercy, not rules, people, and not traditions. Of course, this woman only knows that religious people avoided her as unclean. Therefore, Jesus, obviously religious, would probably reject her. So let's keep it all a secret. I'll just touch his clothes. And I'll touch his clothes. And if I do that, that might be enough to heal me. So there he is. He's in the middle of a crowd. I'm going to push my way through the crowd. I'm going to touch his clothes. Now, actually, what she said was... It will be enough, maybe, if I just touch the hem of his garment. That's just the bottom where it's cut off. Jesus had a coat like they normally wore in those days. You might call it a robe. And it was a nice coat. Uh, Very likely, the woman who followed Jesus and helped him out with his knees... Needs uh, like Mary Magdalene and others probably made this coat for him. It was the custom of the day to have the hem on the bottom stitched in with a blue border. Now, we know Jesus had a very nice coat. How do we know that? Because the Roman soldiers who took it from him when they crucified him didn't want to rip it in half. They said it's too nice to rip in half and divide it. So they rolled the dice and gambled to see who would own it. See who could get that coat. So Jesus wearing his robe with a blue fringe sewed to the bottom. is pressed with people all around him. And this woman is going to make a valiant effort to get to Jesus through the crowd. Her problem, of course, is that she is anemic from her constant bleeding. Therefore, she's very weak and probably has a constant dull pain in her abdomen. And to push into the crowd was a monumental effort on her part. So when she finally gets close, pushing through the people, she drops down on her knees, and you see she reaches out for the blue fringe, and her hand sweeps across the blue fringe. 29. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. It's like an electric current ran right up her arm. There's a warm feeling suddenly flushing through her body and for the first time in 12 years the pain is gone. The dull ache is replaced instead with a rush of energy. You see, my friends, Jesus' cures are nothing like we do today. Modern medicine cuts and burns and tries to mend things, but it takes time to heal and therapy to regain strength. Um, And anemia takes a long time to overcome. But not with Jesus. Not with Jesus. His cures are immediate and complete. So not only does the blood stop and the internal problem is completely remade over again. The symptoms, which is weakness from anemia, is also healed. She can jump right up from off her knees and walk away. But, Verse 30, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue has gone all out of him, turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? The secret is out. Jesus knows somebody touched him. Now, the most amazing part of this story is that Jesus has been touched by a whole crowd of people, but he could tell the difference. Somebody has touched me in a different way. Even though he only touched the blue hem of the bottom of his robe, Jesus can tell the difference you see my friends some of those people rubbed against him for curiosity's sake they were there to see after all what happens next and some of those people felt him because they heard the pharisees didn't like him they wanted to check him out see what he was all about And some of those people pressed against him because they want a little excitement in their normally dull lives. And following Jesus around was very exciting. And to all of those touches, Jesus gave no response. But someone touched him and it says he felt virtue go out of him. His power released, and he felt compassion flowing right out of his heart. Now listen carefully, my friends, and get this right. It wasn't accidental. It was very much on purpose. He felt the need, and he responded Even though because of the crowd being all pressed around him, he couldn't see who it was that touched him. Oh, my friends, have you tried to touch Jesus? Oh, how I want to touch him the same way she did. I want to feel the goodness coming out of him and into me. I want to touch Jesus like she did. Knowing my own weakness and knowing my own need and most of all, knowing there is no other place to go. All others who offer help are frauds and quacks. As the old song we sing says, Where could I go? Oh, where could I go? Seeking a refuge for my soul. Needing a friend to help me to the end. Where could I go but to the Lord? What a wonderful touch it was. And what a wonderful result it had. And suddenly Jesus stops and says, Who touched my clothes? And she thought, He you knows. He knows my secret. Verse 32. He looked around to see her that had done this thing. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Now, hers was a case. It's a sensitive case. It's a private case. But Jesus wants to know who did it. You say to me, doesn't he know? Doesn't he know everything? Does he really not know who touched him? Of course he knows. He knows who did it. He knows everything. He knows who did it. But there are two things that Jesus wants to have happen. Number one. I have done a great thing for the lady, healing her body. So I want you to give praise and thanks to God. And when God does a wonderful thing in your life, you can't keep it a secret. You got to tell it. That's why Jesus said, Repent and be baptized. Because with a mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Or God does a wonderful thing and saves your soul. And we tell it out when we get baptized. Jesus wants the woman to give thanks, to give God glory. Jesus did it. He healed me after 12 years of suffering. He wants it said out loud. That's number one. Here's number two, verse 34. And he said unto her daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. She thought that religious people were harsh and cruel and rejecting. And I suppose she was right about the way they treated her as a reject In society. But not Jesus. Not Jesus. He understands when the old laws don't apply. He wants her to know. I don't consider you to be unclean. I consider you to be whole. I consider you to be perfect. You're clean. You're loved by me. Accepted by me. And now you are made whole by me. So God bless you. You believed just a touch of my garment would heal you. You believed in me. Therefore, I send you home in peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. And she went home healthy. She went home clean. She went home loved and in perfect peace. That was quite a walk home. What a day it was when in a crowd of people, one lady reached out and touched Jesus. Yes, the blue fringe, but more than that, the very heart of Jesus. My friends, do you feel religion has rejected you? Will you reach out and touch him? And will you go and touch his heart? If you do, I pray you'll feel the virtue as he sends it into your soul. May God bless you as you reach out to touch him. Shall we pray, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for what you did that day. And How wonderful it was as it revealed the heart of Jesus and showed that people that were rejected and turned aside are not rejected by him. They are loved by him, and he would happily send them home in peace. Help us, Lord, that we know as we touch you, not just from curiosity, not just from excitement, but that we would touch you in our need, And in our weakness. And that you would pour virtue out of your own heart into ours. That we might be whole again. Bless us, Lord, we pray. As we reach out to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Closing, I'd like you to turn your hymn book, if you will. Hymn number 286. Standing as we sing, if you will. 286. Lord, I want to be a Christian
2: in my heart. Page 286. seek after you and we ask Lord that we would look for the virtue in you may we come to try and touch just the hem of your garment may we like this woman long with all of our hearts to be touched by you to have you come and touch us in deep places that no religion can to change us and help us to be what you want us to be. Inside and out, give us that strength to do that. Tenacity to keep after you, to long to be like you. Help us to want to be like Jesus in our hearts. We thank you, Lord, for loving us and caring for us. Be with us all. Bring us safely back to this place and put your hands on all of these folks here, we pray your name